Welcome to Mission to Inspire, where we share life experiences in our careers, personal lives, society, culture, religion, finance, family, and much more. Meet your host, Shola Ajabadi, as she takes you on a ride to fuel your inspiration. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mission to Inspire. My name is Shola, and I'm your host on Mission to Inspire. We've got a beautiful and wonderful and special guest here today. Her name is Hadrienne Irizari. Hi, Hadrienne. <laughs> You're welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so how is the weather where you are now? Uh, thankfully, we're getting out of a gray stretch. Uh, we've had a lot of gray, kind of dreary weather lately, but the sun came out today, so I can't complain. <laughs> Thank you for coming on board. So I'm just going to read, uh, I'm going to just do a short intro. Adrienne, she is an Eastern medicine practitioner who uses non-invasive approaches to restore harmony in the health of women's bodies. Adrienne has been featured in Apple News and Greek Daily News as top 10 health industry disruptor for 2023. Already, wow. That, yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a way to kick off the new year. That is for sure. I was very honored. <laughs> Do you wanna tell us just a little bit about you? Absolutely. So I, like you said, I am an Eastern medicine practitioner. I specialize in non-invasive ways of caring for women's bodies. So much of our Western medical model is invasive. The tools go in, the tools come out. I don't know about you, but sometimes that can be very off-putting. And um, I love the fact that I can help restore health and harmony in the body without making people feel uncomfortable or triggering trauma in any way. So I use a combination of acutonic sound therapy because um, I'm a certified acutonics practitioner. Um, I am a certified peristeam hydrotherapist. So I use pelvic steaming in my practice. I am a Chinese nutritional therapist and uh, an herbalist. So I use all of these tools to figure out what it is that is happening in terms of people struggling with period cramps or fertility issues or life stage transition challenges like hot flashes and night sweats as we go into menopause. And I use all the tools in my toolkit to help restore balance so that those symptoms go away. Wow. Wow. That is so good. So why and when did you embark on the journey? to help restore harmony and health in women's health? Oh man, it's a long story actually. <laughs> I, I've been on this road for well over a decade. Um, it, I think the catalyst really was the fact that I had heart attack on birth control at 25. Um, I had endometriosis. I had been suffering with debilitating period, pain, uh, irregularity, huge clots, um, just all of these things that were really uh, challenging my way of life. Um, and so the traditional Western answer to that problem is let's put you on birth control. And I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So I went along with it because the doctor told me to do it. And so fast forward, 
about 10 years on birth control. I mean, I had seen it looking back at it. I had seen a slow creep in terms of symptoms coming in to my experience, but you know, I didn't see them at the time because it was happening so slowly. So like I started putting on a little more weight. I started having more problems with headaches, my blood pressure, even though I was active and I was uh, competitive in martial arts and, you know, I was, I was a busy person, but like, I slowly started to see my blood pressure creep up. And so anyway, it all came to a perfect storm in December. Um, and I started having symptoms of a heart attack. I went to work that day and was like, this has to just be a fluke. Like I, I can't imagine that that's actually what's happening, but the symptoms got worse as the day went along. And, uh, I ended up in the ER that night, essentially begging for somebody to look at me because at my age, the response at the front desk was you're too young to be having a heart attack or having a panic attack, go home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not having a panic attack, um, but I'm going to start having one if somebody doesn't start seeing me. Right. So I'm so grateful for the doctor that was in the ER that night. She had enough experience under her belt that she, one of her first questions to me was, are you on birth control? And I said, yes. And all of a sudden people started taking me really seriously and the whole room started to move really fast. And I really literally owe my life to that doctor because, um, I was, she was surprised. I didn't have a stroke at the gym the day before my blood pressure and my cardiac situation had gotten to what it had. So that was really the first very sobering moment, um, that made me go, Hmm, there's gotta be another way outside of this model that is going to provide better solutions for me. So the second big juncture was my postpartum recovery. I had a really rough postpartum recovery. Uh, Once I stopped nursing, I was bleeding, like just bleeding for months on end. And the Western medical model had no answers for me. Their solutions were we could put you back on birth control. And that was a hard no for me because of my experience. Um, They told me I could put in an IUD, which I, I don't know, but after having a baby, I didn't want anything else going on down there. Um, (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, But they just, that and a Lupron shot, which would have arrested my hormones and made me go into a false menopause. There wasn't really anything that they could offer me that wasn't like a permanent, let's take out your plumbing kind of thing. And so, um, I, you know, I was so young at that point, I just didn't want a very fixed permanent solution to be made for me. Um, and so I turned to acupuncture, acupuncture was the medicine that I needed and the magic that lit the fire under what I do now. Um, I had an incredible acupuncturist and herbalist who was able to get the bleeding stopped after just a handful of sessions. Like I, I want to say like I had had six appointments with her may if that, um, taking herbs in between, but, um, then the bleeding stopped. And I was like, oh, I need to know all the things about this. This is incredible. And so I would go in for my acupuncture appointments and she 
nurtured my hunger for education and information because she would let me borrow books and I would take them home and I'd read them cover to cover and I'd bring them back into her. And like, if it wasn't for the support that I had with Kelly, I don't think I would have been where I am now, or at least not in the same capacity. So, um, she really fueled that desire for, um, looking into another way of moving through the world. And so the Chinese nutritional therapy and herbal side of my toolkit came online. I pursued some study and started working with it. It was still kind of a side passion at this point because um, I was still, you know, working my big girl job <laughs> that paid the bills, right? But this was something that really like lit my fire in my soul. And I just felt really good being able to help other people with it. And uh, fast forward a little further, the, the third really big moment was the fact that I met the love of my life and we tried to have a baby and he had had a child prior. I had had a child prior. We had no reason to think that we would ever struggle with this journey. Mm. And we found ourselves experiencing secondary infertility. So that's where the pelvic steaming came into my toolkit and, um, and then the acutonics just after that to be able to offer acupuncture without needles for people. So, you know, my practice really has been birthed out of reproductive related challenges and seven miscarriages because I wanted to keep other women from experiencing the things that I had gone through. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry to hear. Oh yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a lot, but it's every one of those moments mm. have be have been a gift that has moved my practice in the direction that it's in now. And, you know, there's nothing that warms my heart more than the women who are holding babies when they never thought they would be able to have their own children and the people who were literally losing their quality of life due to period problems, not being able to take trips because they weren't getting enough days without bleeding and all of those things. And, you know, being able to give them their lives back, they're just art words for how powerful that is for me and why that gets me out of bed every day. Wow, wow, wow. You're one of those special people out there who pursue their purpose and then using it to empower and help other people. Wow, wow. Several miscarriages, that is a lot. It so, is a lot. Mm, do you have a child now after you've experienced all of this? Um, No, <laughs> uh, but it isn't it's for a variety of reasons. Um, mm. We had four miscarriages while I was in the process of figuring out my own body equation. You know, what was going wrong? Why was I not, I was getting pregnant, but I wasn't staying pregnant. And, you know, I had been to the IVF doctor and the IVF doctor threw himself in a chair across the big pretentious desk, laughed and said, your test results are fine. Your husband's test results are fine. I have no idea why you're not having this baby, but we can do IVF with ICSI and then left the room. He didn't explain to me what that was. Wow. He didn't explain to me like why I kept having this issue. He didn't have an answer. 
Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he was like ready to throw me down this really expensive gauntlet of here all kinds of drugs and interventions and all of these things and I'm like what is ICSI like can somebody explain this to me so like from the moment I touched down in the waiting room to the moment that I found myself staring at the steering wheel of my car again out in the parking lot I think I'd been in there maybe a half an hour like start to finish they mm-hmm you know, you can tell that it's something they do a day in and day out because mm-hmm. they just kind of whizzed me through the directions. And, you know, they're telling me I need to go on birth control and I'm like starting to panic and frantically asking questions like, hold on a second. Like I had a bad experience. So like, if this happened on birth control, like, can I even handle these drugs? Can somebody look into this for me? Like, hi. And so when I landed back at my car, I remember that moment staring at my steering wheel, just feeling completely hopeless because I was like, you had no answers. And this was supposed to be the guy with the answers. And now what? And so I had to get through feeling all those big feelings. And believe me, in that parking lot, I had one of the ugliest cries I think I've ever had because I just felt like this, this is the end of the road for me. Now what? And once I got through feeling all of that, I'm also the kind of person that I go, "Uh uh-uh, you can't tell me that there's no explanation for something. I was the why child growing up, which drove my mother nuts. And I, I, nope, there has to be a reason why this Mm -hmm. is not happening for me. And Chinese medicine gave me those answers. Mm -hmm. I figured out the why. And so it did, you know, four losses later, Mm -hmm. I figured out what that why was. And I started working on my own body to be ready. And there were some health challenges kind of in the middle, um, Mm -hmm. which also fed why a couple more of them happened. And Um, The most recent pregnancy, um, I have a a podcast on my podcast, Reproductive Rebel, um, where I talk about my whole pregnancy loss and grief journey. um, And that really is the creation story of Moon Essence. But um, COVID took the last one. I think that baby would have totally gone to term if I had not gotten COVID in the first trimester. So, you know, I, I... I'm still kind of emotionally upset about that. So I haven't had a baby since then, but, um, but who knows, you know, I'm kind of leaving it up to higher powers at this point. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm sure it's definitely going to work for you. You're helping other people and I'm sure you're getting positive feedback from all that help that you're rendering all the women out there in, in terms of their health. So I'm definitely sure it's gonna work for you. You know, I've lost many pregnancies in the past as well. And from my experience, it's a topic that women don't really wanna talk about. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. I've lo- I actually lost seven, I had seven miscarriages as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I have two children now, but yeah, I, I went through the same. I had two IVFs which were not successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two uh, surprisingly were natural so and you know I see that happen a lot I mean I the IVF process is really rigorous on the system and a lot of times when we get out of the process and when I say that I mean being able to just enjoy being with our partner and 
and take the the biology out of it the magic just happens it just, yeah. it just happens and yeah. so you know i see a lot of people particularly those who are trying to come into motherhood later on in their life who you know they're feeling a lot of pressure around that biological clock and that's really where IVF kind of steps in and says, oh, hey, I can help get you pregnant faster. <laughs> um, but it's not always the case. And um, I do help um, in my practice. I do help a lot of people who are going through the IVF process because the drugs are really rigorous on your system mm -hmm. and they make you feel yucky and and I mean, sometimes a straight up crazy person because they're so stagnating in the system that it affects your mood, it affects your circulation, there's, it affects your sleep. Mm -hmm. And then as you know, your sleep gets disrupted, you feel even worse. And so um, even though I do a lot with natural options, I do support um, assistive reproductive technology procedures, IUI, IVF. Um, with a lot of success. And I really do believe just based on the women who have had success in my practice, a lot of it has to do with having that additional outside support too. So um, I'm so sorry about your losses. And you're right. It's something that we don't talk nearly enough about. And as hard as that that episode was for me to record about grief and pregnancy loss, I really, really felt drawn to doing it because we don't talk about it enough. And so many of us experience it mm, 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 mm. yeah so many of us experience it and, and i think we need to be able to support each other to get through it um, whatever way it ends up i mean as you said we leave everything um in my case to god and to you know deal with it um but then we're hopeful and prayerful and hopefully everything will work out for for good <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I do yeah. believe that everything happens the way it sh as it should. As you should, yeah. You know, even yeah. though my story has been kind of a long road with a lot of heartache, mm -hmm. I see an awful lot of blessings in it as well. And I, you know, every single one of those heartaches moved my practice, moved me as a person in the direction that I needed to be in to help people in the best way possible. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> right. So from your perspective, how can harmony be restored into a woman with fertility issues? Absolutely. So a lot of it has to do with the fact that our world is mm -hmm. moving faster than it's ever moved before. Yeah. We you know, we can't tell our nervous system can't tell the difference between being chased by an actual saber tooth tiger and a hundred unanswered emails in our inbox. Like it generates that same response in the body and the primal brain is only wired for two things, survive and procreate. And if you are just trying to survive, getting away from the tiger, your body is not going to allow procreate to happen in a meaningful way. And so stress management is one of the biggest things. And when you're going through fertility challenges, mm -hmm. it's like the thing that's top of mind and creating stress. So, mm -hmm. which is really hard to manage. Like, I don't have it all figured out. I know, I know 
firsthand what that feels like. Um, But a lot of times when we put pressure on the experience itself, it does create this low level stress and then add life stress, you know, schedules, boss demands, all of those kinds of things. And on top of it, um, we're really just too stressed out Mm -hmm. as a culture to be able to get pregnant. It's, this is why when people go on vacation, a lot of times this is why the magic happens because they're getting out of the regular routine and demands and rigor of their day-to-day. And you know, the last time I got pregnant, I had spent an entire summer camping and just, I, I wasn't in my day-to-day routine, you know? So, um, So stress has a really big part to do with it. Um, Also being mindful of the fact that we are cyclical beings and that our body requires certain types of support in every phase of our cycle. So um, I built courses around this specifically to help people on their fertility journeys. So um, a lot of us haven't been taught basic body literacy. Like we have four phases of our cycle. This is what happens in all of these phases. Mm -hmm. So I have a course for that. And then it leads into, well, how can I meaningfully um, take care of each of these four phases of my cycle. So not your mama's menstrual course talks about um, foods that you can eat in your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase and the luteal phase to support the body and how it's moving through. Um, I talk about lifestyle changes that you can make because when we're trying to work 12 hour days on our bleeding days, we're depleting our system. So when it comes to ovulation, it challenges the quality of that action. So, you know, recognizing that our bodies don't move through the world the way a man's does. And I'm, and I'm talking about this in terms of biology. Okay. So, you know, I welcome all performances of identity in my practice, but you know, from a biological perspective, men experience their hormones in 24 hours, women experience them over 28 to 30 days. So every time we wake up in the morning, our experience with the world is different. Men go to sleep, they wake up, it feels the same, right? But we don't have that experience. And so understanding where those changes happen, Mm. how we can support those changes with stress management, food, warmth. Warmth is a big one. I don't know about uh, where you are, but I feel like every young teenager, 20 something that I see is wearing a shirt that's like up to their ribs and leaving their belly exposed and leaving the belly exposed creates period problems, creates fertility challenges. So keeping our abdomen warm, keeping our feet warm are small, small things, but they have such a profound effect on the health of our cycles and our fertility being able to show up in the ways that we want it to. Mm. So Um, So the series of courses that I have, it's like body basics teaches you the foundation, not your mama's menstrual course goes a little deeper into the how to and then empowered fertility is to set couples up because there's a his section and a her section um, to be able to start their conception journey in an informed way, in an empowered way, with all the information that everybody needs in order to be able to 
be successful from the beginning instead of trying for years only to find out that maybe his sperm count isn't optimal or he has morphology issues with his sperm or you know your basal temperature isn't coming up high enough in the second part of the cycle so carrying to term could be a challenge like you know let's get all of that stuff off the table and then start trying because you literally are what you eat that's true we are exactly what we eat that is very true and that's what we one thing that we don't um we don't really we're not concerned about we we, a lot of people um, are, are health conscious about their food, but in terms of fertility, there are things that we need to eat to be more fertile. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And when we're health conscious about what we eat, one of the things that I find in Western culture that we don't typically take into consideration mm. is how we're eating what we're eating. So for women, having a salad while you're menstruating is going to be really hard on your system. It will cause you to bloat. Wow. Because your stomach has to pull energy from another part of the body up into the stomach in order to help with the digestive process. Mm. So if you had all of those same things in a soup on your bleeding days versus raw, you're going to completely change your experience with your period. Ah, wow. Hi, Oprah. I never knew that. <laughs> Three things I've learned now. Um, wearing crop tops, <laughs> leaving your tummy open. <laughs> yeah, I have this, I have this belly band. So I mean, I'm of the age that crop tops and me after children, you know, it's just not flattering. But mm -hmm. um, I have this belly band called a haramaki. It's Japanese. Um, mm -hmm. You can find them online pretty easily very thin, you know, stretchy, like essentially it looks like a tube. Right. Um, and I put that on over my belly during my bleeding days. So even when, um, I have, um, like a, like a tank top or a longer shirt on underneath during yeah. my bleeding days, I'll still wear that over. And it just, it feels like a hug, but it keeps mm -hmm. things warm. Right. Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> I've learned, I've learned, I've really learned, I've learned so much within this short speck of time. So before we, before we go on, how can we actually even contact you if we want to contact you um, in terms of what you do and, and um, the help and support that you provide? Yeah, so I am very active on Instagram. So Moon Essence Me, M as in Mary, E as in Edward. Um, so Moon Essence Me is my handle on Instagram. And the best place to learn about all the things that I offer is at my website, moonessence.life forward slash classes. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Um, what techniques do you use to empower clients to heal their body? Um, oh, it's so much to do with rest, balance, the right foods. Mm. And um, I work with people both in person and at a distance for herbal support, acutonics, and pelvic steaming. So I work with people all over the world and I set you up with the tools that you need at home. 
-hmm. then we check in um, so that I can help keep you accountable, but also help provide additional tips and tricks as you go along through your journey, because the body changes as you go through this process. That's true. That's true. I was going through your website and I read something about pelvic steaming. Mm-hmm. What is it and what are the effects? <laughs> uh, pelvic steaming is gentle gynecology in a box, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, if you're working with a trained practitioner, it can be used very safely to help deal with infections yeast mm-hmm. infections, UTIs, BVs, things like that. Um, it provides heat to the pelvis which and circulation support, which helps the period to function better. It is wonderful for fertility in both partners. It's great for fertility. So I, I'm one of the few that does work with both men and women. Um, whether it's for fertility issues or not with men, um, I work with them for enlarged prostate, erectile function, um, men and women, I can use it for hemorrhoids, fissures, fistulas, all of those kinds of things. Um, it's very effective for helping with insomnia, pain in intercourse. Um, you know, it's really just a matter of the right herbs, the right heat and the right duration for the right body. Mm-hmm. And it is a wealth of solutions for uh, the vast majority of gynecology issues. Okay. Well, interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. On this note, have you got any inspiration and advice for people out there listening to you? Yes. Um, (laughs) Your body never lies to you. Your intuition is the probably the one voice in the equation that will never lie to you. Your ego will lie to you. Your body wisdom never will. So when you have that twisted feeling in your low belly when you're like oof I don't know about that or that doesn't feel good to me or this situation feels scary to me there's a reason for that so whether you're dealing with an upcoming potential medical procedure or you go to your doctor and you go there's something not right and the doctor goes oh no you're fine listen to the something not right you know you know your body better than anyone And it just may be that you haven't found the right place to find the answer to that question yet. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I hope you've learned so much from Hadrian. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on board. I'm going to put our um, social social media um, handle in the description anyway, so you're able to contact her. And I think she's actually got um, resources as well on her website. So I'm going to be sharing that as well. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that you give give me a link that I can share for people to be able to um, get on your website and see those resources and absolutely. be able to contact you as well. Yes, I will absolutely do that. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us today. And it's goodbye from us here at um, Mission to Inspire. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. And we hope that you would join us next time and subscribe, like, and share. 
each time that you join us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adria. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on Mission to Inspire. Subscribe if you have not already done so. Like, comment, leave a message. Let's stay connected. Let's jointly inspire the world.